Welcome to another episode of Believing God's Promises, where we don't just read the word, but believe what it says. What does it mean that God qualifies the called? Well, first off, we need to understand that before the beginning of time, before the beginning of time, God knew you. He called you by name. That's what the Bible says, that before you were born, God called you by name, that he has a plan. He had a plan and a purpose for you. See, whenever he created the world, he looked at it and he said, it is good. And in that, I believe that he looked all the way from the beginning into eternity. And he said, it's all good because he worked it all out. He figured every little detail of it out, right? That's amazing. That's amazing that he did that. He called us before we were born. I love what he says to Jeremiah. What does he say to Jeremiah? We've all read the plaque. We've had the plate. We've had the stick. We've seen it. I know the plans I have for you. Now he said this to Jeremiah, but that's a promise from God to us as well, that he knows the plans he has for us, right? It doesn't say he knows the plans that we, we make and we figure out and we want. No, he knows the plans he has for us. And so we can walk in that truth that God has already gone before us. He's already figured it out. He's already called us. It's an amazing calling. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, he's already figured out all the details. That's amazing. We don't have to do it. We don't have to go in and figure it out and try and strive and try and make it happen, right? But what do we do? We do the opposite so many times. So many times God gives us a vision or he gives us a dream or he gives us even just a desire to go and help someone. And what do we do? We go to our logic. We go to our mind and we say, how can I get there? What can I do to get from here to there? And it's, it's okay. It's okay that we do that, but we need to come back to that place of realizing that it's really not ours to figure out, right? We need to humble ourselves before the Lord because it's not our job to make it happen. I did this when I first gave my life to Jesus. If you guys were here for my beginning story, the first meeting we had, the first class we had, I talked about how when I gave my life to Jesus, I was in my FedEx truck, right? That's amazing. God meets us where we're at, not always in a church. He met me in my FedEx truck and I surrendered my whole life to Jesus there in my FedEx truck. I I literally gave my life to Jesus in a FedEx truck. That's just so insane to me that God would meet me there, but he knew I wouldn't show up in a church. And in that moment, he gave me this vision of preaching to thousands of people. Now, at first, it was a little overwhelming. I hated preachers. I hated pastors. I hated teachers, especially if they were women. So I was at first, it was a little hard for me to see, but I had this like desire inside of me. I was like, I want to do this. I want to serve God because I had a revelation of his love for me in that moment. I was like, I want to do this, God. And in that moment, God gave me the calling And it doesn't happen like that for everyone, I found out. I thought everybody had this like amazing road to Damascus moment. That is not how God does it for everyone. So if he has not done that for you, do not, don't compare what we talked about last week. No comparing, okay? But anyway, so in that moment, 
I could have easily said, okay, God, you called me now. Show me the next move. Help me. But I didn't because I was immature. I was a new believer. I didn't know. And so what did I do? I went out and I started trying to figure it out myself. I was like, by the world's standards or by other preachers that I've seen, in order to be qualified, are you hearing me? In order to be qualified, I need to do A, B, C, D, and E. And that'll get me to this vision. That'll get me to what God had shown me. And so I did that and I started a Bible study and I gathered all these women and it was going to be this amazing Bible study in my little garage in Joplin, Missouri. And I was so excited and we get in there and we start talking. And I realized in that moment that I knew absolutely nothing about the Bible. I was like, okay, I got some Jonah and the well, maybe a little David and Goliath, and maybe Noah and the ark, right? Because I grew up in church. So I knew those stories, but I still didn't even understand the, the depth of the word of God. And I remember going and trying and striving and wanting to do this because I had heard other pastors that had done this. I had seen other people do it. So I thought it was going to look the same. Are you hearing me? I thought it was going to look the same. But see, God had to teach me that I wasn't supposed to qualify myself, that I wasn't supposed to figure everything out, that I needed to get out of my own mind and I needed to trust him. I needed to let go and I needed to trust him. And so in that, I really struggled. That, that Bible study fell apart because it, it wasn't time, right? Sometimes our timing is just off. Right. And, and that's a hard thing to hear if you have a big vision from God. Right. I hate when people say, well, maybe it's just not time. I'm like, who are you? But it's frustrating, right? It's frustrating at times. And, and if you said that to me, it's cool. We're good. But, and, and you know, it's probably God because there's been a lot of times that I've wanted to jump the gun. I like to go ahead of God sometimes and he pulls me back. And that's exactly what I did. And he's like, Carrie, if you're going to do this, then you need to do things as I've said. You need to follow me and you need to trust that I'm going to give you the guidance. That I'm going to show you what to do. And so in that, I struggled whenever it first fell apart. I was like, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Oh my gosh, God, am I crazy? Did I just come up with this? Am I, has anybody ever thought that? Have you ever thought you were crazy? Oh, I love you guys. Yes, that's a good place to be because God's plans are so big that sometimes they're crazy and they don't make sense. And that's okay. In that, we surrender that to him, right? And so in that moment, I was, I was struggling and I was wanting to make this thing happen. And I was frustrated that it wasn't happening, but God was teaching me in that. And there are some things throughout my life things that was 16 years ago and I'm still not at that vision this is not a an arena with thousands of people in it if you didn't notice right and and I'm grateful for that and I'm happy where I'm at for the most part <laughs> I'm always wanting to look ahead but I'm very happy about this I'm excited about what God's doing but but it's hard right the process is hard and there's a few things that we can learn to do in order to walk in the calling that God has for us and do it by being qualified by God and not ourselves, not the world, not how so-and-so did it or not how this person do it. In order to do that, there's three things I want to quickly go over tonight that we can learn to do this. And these three things are things that God has constantly reminded me over the last 16 years of what to do. The first thing is think of what you were when you were called. Okay, and this is based off of scripture. It's think of what you were when you were called. You could even put, acknowledge your disqualifications. 
Now that sounds so negative, doesn't it? Hey, you need to think about your disqualifications. You need to think about how you're not enough. You need to think about your lack. You need to think about what you're missing, right? But there's something powerful in doing that. There's something amazing whenever we go backwards, whenever we go backwards and we look at where we came from. Listen to what Paul says to the church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 1.26, he says, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. You would think he was like really trying to knock them down, right? But he's getting to a point. But God chose, now listen to this, God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the foolish that you are not too far gone, ladies. You are not too far gone. What you have done is not outside of where God can meet you. And you need to hear that. What you have done, what you have done, somebody needs to hear that. What you have done, it does not disqualify you from being used by God. Amen? Amen. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one, hear this, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you, that I, it is because of him that we are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, our holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Paul wrote this to a church that was getting pretty big headed because they knew they were called they knew they had a purpose, but they were trying to work and do it themselves. And they were getting big headed, right? They were, oh, well, look at me. Look at all of my achievements. Aren't I glorious in my splendor? Oh, look at what I accomplished today. I did the incline 5,000 times this week. What about you? You know, they started boasting. They started talking about themselves. They started saying what their accomplishments were. And Paul was trying to bring them back to that place. He wasn't trying to dishearten them. He was trying to bring them back to that place of humility, uh, back to that place of realizing where they came from. That before they had God, they really weren't much of anything, right? That we are, before we have Jesus, we're nothing, right? We're, we're, how does that work? When, when in, in my FedEx truck that day, I realized I wasn't enough. I was like, I, I can't. I can't do this. I'm not enough, no matter how hard I try. And I was saved by grace through faith. But it doesn't stop there. See, sometimes we think that just because we're saved by grace through faith, that it's like, oh, that's wonderful. And it is. But then how do we walk out our salvation by grace through faith? But as we start striving and we're excited and that's okay. And God knows that. Oh my gosh, God has called me to do this. God has taught me to go to the mission field. God has called me to go and, and preach. God has called me to be a part of the worship team. God has called me to go and help people at my work. God has called me to go and feed the homeless. Whatever it is, we get excited. But when we start striving, we make it about us. And then we go in and we're like, oh, look at me. I did all of this. I fed 5,000 people by myself in the park today. No, you didn't. 
God gave you the grace to do it. Amen. We need to give the glory back to him. We need to learn to give it back to him. And the way that we do that is we go back to realizing where we came from. We go back to acknowledging that we have disqualifications. We don't have what it takes, which leads us to number two. Make peace with and surrender your disqualifications. All right, so number one, we're admitting it. We're like, okay, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And guys, this is pretty much recovery 101, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, I'm not enough. I need a savior. Oh, <laughs> there is one. Jesus, thank the Lord, right? And so what do we do? We go from step one to step two. Thank you, God. I can't do this. Here it is, God. I'm not enough, but I'm not going to sit here and stay stuck in that. See, because a lot of people, they sit in their disqualifications and they never step out and start doing what God's calling them to do because they feel so guilty and shameful and condemned about the things that they've done, where they've been, things that they haven't accomplished. They didn't go to school. They didn't get this. Well, if God's calling me to do this, how can I do this without an education? You can do it with God. If he says to go to school, go to school. If he says no, to then just trust that he's going to give you everything that you need to be able to do what he's called you to do. And we need to learn to just let go of those disqualifications. We need to learn that we can't hold on to them because that will hold us back. It will hold us back. We need to make peace with our disqualifications. So in Galatians 1.1, Paul says, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father. I love this because there were false teachers in the church in Galatia that were telling the congregation that Paul didn't have the authority or the qualifications to teach, to preach, to share the gospel. You know why? Because he didn't walk with Jesus like the other apostles. You know why else? Because he was out killing Christians and putting them in prison and beating them. That's what these false teachers were saying. People were coming against him bringing up his disqualifications. But this is what's so beautiful about this is Paul doesn't get stuck in that. He knows where he comes from, but he also knows what God has called him to do. He says, sent not from men, not nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father. See, Paul had learned to forget what lies behind and press on. He learned to forget about his past. Not that we completely forget it, but we come to that place where it's now a testimony. We say, we're not, here you God. I can't. I can't. Here you go, God. I give this to you. I'm not enough. I can't do this without you, right? And that's exactly what Paul did. He didn't let what people were saying stop him. He didn't get in his head saying, oh gosh, I'm not really qualified and I didn't walk with Jesus and I guess I'm not as cool as Peter. And I mean, gosh, John, look at him. He's got it all together. He's the one that Jesus loves and I'm just nothing. I'm just, you know, on the road to Damascus. No, he didn't get stuck in that, but we do that in our head, don't we? It's funny. It's funny sometimes because we just sit there and we just feel sorry for ourselves and we just want to go back to our disqualifications. We want to whine and grab and God is saying it's time to get our big girl panties on and do what he's called us to do. And in order to do that, we have to make peace with where we came from. I had to make peace with the fact that I had a really dark past. I had to make peace knowing that it will get brought up later. 
I am aware of that. I know that the things that I did back here will get brought up and I am at peace with that. I know that there are certain things that I have not done by the world's standards to be qualified to do what I'm doing. And I am at peace with that. I have surrendered that to God. And that is the only way that we're going to be able to lean into him and move on to number three, which is trust God and depend on the Holy Spirit. Ooh, that's good. I love it. I love it. Trust God and depend on the Holy Spirit. I can't, I can't, I can't is number two, but he can, he did. I can't, he did. I can't, he did. What did he do? He planned everything. He's already qualified you. He's enough. We're not enough. We know that, but he's enough. Are you hearing that? He's enough. I don't know what it is that you guys are called to do, but whatever it is, stop trying to qualify yourself and just trust that God is going to show you the next step trust that God is going to give you everything. And like I said, it doesn't always look the same. Sometimes God calls us to go to college. If you feel like God is calling you to be a surgeon, please go to college because that is important. Okay. But if there is something that you feel like God is saying for you to do, and you may not have the education to do it, and you're really struggling with that, then just trust that God is going to qualify you. Trust that he's going to show you. We've got to learn to trust God. That's part of our faith walk, ladies. That's part of what he's calling us to do is surrender that thing and trust him. And not only trust him, but what's that next part? We need to submit. We need to be obedient. We need to be guided and led by the Holy Spirit. And that's the qualifications part. So he'll say, go this way. And we say, okay, Lord, I'm going this way. And he opens a door. And then he says, go that way. And I say, okay, Lord, I'll go that way. And he opens a door. And this is being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. But so many of us are led and guided by our emotions. Oh, this feels good. This seems right. Let me go this way. Oh, why did I fall? God, I don't understand. Well, because you weren't listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it so cool that, that God gave us the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us to guide us and direct us? We were in bed the other night. Nathan and I were like, that is so cool that we have the Holy Spirit. It just like hit me again. I was just like, it's so cool. I don't have to figure everything out. I'm a figure outer. And this has been a struggle for me. I don't even think that's a word, but I made it a word. If you are a figure outer, it can be exhausting. It can be so exhausting. And throughout my walk and even throughout this ministry, I have struggled with, we grab hold, right? We try again. We, we start pushing and striving and wanting it, trying to figure it out. And then God brings us back and he's like, hold on, go back to one. Oh yeah, I'm not qualified. Number two. Okay. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to let go. Okay. And then number three, oh yeah, God, you got this. You already called me. Therefore, you're going to show me everything that I need to do. God isn't going to call us to do something and then be like, peace out, guys. Good luck. See you later. That's not the God we serve. When God calls us, he gives us every step. He gives us everything that we need. And it's so cool to be able to depend and rely on the Holy Spirit. 
In Luke 12, 11 through 12, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's preparing them for things that they're about to face. And I want you to hear what he tells them. He says, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time. At that time, not, not, oh, you're going to have a script and it's going to be, you know, back here, you're going to know what you're going to say. So you're going to go in with confidence on yourself because you've already written out. No, at that time, the Holy Spirit is going to tell you what you should say. And see, we don't like it when it's at that time, right? We want our plan. I love plans. They're so wonderful and they're so secure, but they don't work. They don't work because we're not qualified. God qualifies us. When I preach, I learned this years ago, every time I preach, it doesn't matter if I'm in a room of 25 women, if I'm in a sanctuary, if I'm online talking to my camera and my Jesus plush, no matter where I'm at, yes, I put Jesus plush in there. It's very encouraging. No matter where I'm at, no matter how I'm doing it, every time I do a message, you want to hear the process? That day or that or that day, that week or two weeks or whatever, God starts speaking to me on the message. And I start feeling like, okay, this is the route we're going to go. And I get excited. I start studying, doing some scripture reading. And he'll just lead me to different things, right? Because I've studied the word for a long time. So I don't have to go and study it as much because I know things and he'll bring them to my mind. That's the amazing part of knowing the word. It's so cool. And so he'll do that. And then I start just really praying. I start praying for the people. I start praying for the message. I start praying for God's heart. And, and he gave me this picture and I've never shared this before but it's like this string that goes from my heart to his heart and I'm like God speak through me this is yours and I start surrendering it I start because I have to come to that place where I realize it's not about me it's not about my words it's not about what I say up here and so I start surrendering that to him and I'm just like God take this I can't do this without you I'm not enough God I thank you that you are enough I thank you and, and sometimes he'll bring people to mind and you know this it's a process and it looks different every time and then I go and I start actually writing the message and in the message I write it but I still I'm like okay God I actually preach it out loud <laughs> my my family leaves because I get really loud and I'm like blah, 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 in my room like literally preaching my message out loud and trying to type it as I'm going I've gotten really fast at typing with that so it's kind of cool but anyway so I do that right but then at the end before I come up here I'm like here I can't you can I can't you did I don't know half the time when I come up here, how it's going to go. I can't, I don't have this like script written out word for word. I have some points and, and sometimes God changes that and I'm okay with that. And, and do you see what I'm saying? But I don't know. There's no security in myself. I, I can't put my trust in myself. I can't put my trust in my notes. I can't my, put my trust in other people. We can't put our trust in other people's plan. We can't put our trust in other things. We can trust people and we can trust yeah, people, but we can't put our trust in them. We can't put our trust in ourselves. And sometimes we do that. And when we do that, we fail, we fall, we struggle. And, and that's okay. We're talking about how failing doesn't make us a failure next week. So we'll get to that. But in this moment, we're talking about being called and how God has qualified us. And God has qualified us because we need to be willing to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. That is where our qualification comes in. It's not from our degrees. It's not from our experience. It's not from whatever else we think it is. It is by God, from God. It is not by man. Just like 
Just like Paul talks about, it is not by man. It is by God. He is the only reason that I'm able to do what I'm doing up here. And I will, and I pray, I pray that I never sway from that. And I've always told God, if I ever do, then knock my butt down right there at the pulpit. So if you ever see me just like tumble over, then that's probably it. It's probably pride. So anyway, amen. Amen. Yeah.